Welcome to the Garden of Favor podcast, where we are committed to cultivating lives and businesses God's way. Because when we do, we see the evidence of his favor. I'm warning you now, be prepared. You might cry a little bit and you might be tempted to shout a couple yeses and amens as we ask ourselves the tough questions and get honest with God about what he wants to do in us and through us for the kingdom. Hey, sister friend, I'm Heather, teacher turned six-figure corporate exec, turn top 1% network marketer, turn dream job, living my best life as a mindset strategist and kingdom blueprints coach for Christian entrepreneurs. I believe your life is like a garden and your business plays a major role in fulfilling your purpose and calling. Are you ready to get your mindset and heart set in sync with the father so you can bloom into all he's created you to be? Then let's grow girl. Welcome back for episode six, where I've titled this one, Positioned for the Pivot. I have said a few times, I think I'm going to write a book and it's going to be, I, I have about 10 books in my notes in my phone section. I get all these ideas and then I write them down in there. But one of the titles of one of the future books potentially could be Position for the Pivot if that's what God asked me to do. But right now it's going to be so much easier if I do a podcast episode on this. Uh, I hope this one speaks to you because we're going to talk about when you feel like you are ready for something new or something different, something more challenging or a new direction, but you're feeling unsure can you do this? Is 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 your spouse going to understand? Or is your employer going to understand? Or not even understand, but are they going to approve? Or are people going to judge you? Or are you even equipped to do this? Are you equipped to change? And so I have had a lot of change in my professional career. And I carried a little bit of shame around this because I don't know about you, but my parents you know, they and, and their parents had the same job for a really long time. And, re, you know, the idea is that, and my parents have changed a few times, but I think there's this idea that you go to school, you get an education, and you get a job. And then you stay at that job for a really long time. And I think the times have changed. However, depending on, you know, your parents or your grandparents or whoever you've been around, you may still have a little bit of that thought that thought process that if you change there's something wrong with you or you're doing something wrong and so I feel like I've had this pattern of boredom or burnout in every career that I've had and it really especially over the last couple years it 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 made me a little anxious to change again because I see this three-year pattern I have this three-year thing where so I went I went to college to be a teacher Never once questioned my career, never once even thought for a second I was going to do anything else besides become a teacher. That's what I wanted to do. Y'all, I literally spent my allowance when I was a little girl at the teacher store. I had stamps. I had the little certificates that you give students. And I would, I had chalkboards and whiteboards and all the things. Like that is legit where I spent my allowance as a little girl (laughs) at the teacher store. So I knew I wanted to be a teacher, but I went to school to be a teacher, got my degree, graduated, and I did it for three years. And I was really sad and discouraged that, gosh, this isn't what I want to do. And I think at the time it was a lot of it was around one, I was young and I felt like I was a mother to to my students. And while 
I love them and I, I, I still talk to many of them. I taught fourth and fifth grade and it's crazy to see them married with kids right now, <laughs> but uh, I'm showing my age, but I didn't want to be their mom. And I felt like there was that, there was a very motherly instinct to teaching that I, I didn't want to be their mom. And I wanted to make more money. Let's just be honest. I was living on a very small income and I thought, man, this can't be it. And so after three years, I decided to pivot. And God opened the doors for me to get into the sales world. And it was the perfect transition. It was literally a God-breathed thing because I could not have planned it myself. I wasn't even looking. But I had somebody from my church, actually, at the time. I was living in Arizona. And he's like, hey, are you interested in a, in a, in a job? I'm like, huh? He's like, our, our company is hiring teachers to do sales for education curriculum. So you'd work with the superintendents and the, and the school districts to sell them curriculum. It's like, oh, that's interesting. And um, man, I'll have to share that story someday in detail. But uh, but anyways, all that, all, all that to say, I took that job and I was there for, drum roll, three years. And then I reached the top of that company. You know, I, I feel like I, I had reached the the ceiling there. There was really nowhere else to go unless I was going to get into management. But I, I was, I, I was... I feel like my time was done. It was it was great while I was there and I loved it while I was there, but I was kind of bored. Like didn't really see that there would be anything super exciting left. And so again, God opened another door and I was called by a recruiter. Hey, have you ever thought about pharmaceutical sales? And I'm like, okay. But, you know, telling this to other people and especially my parents, it was like, man, what are you doing? You went to school to be a teacher. You did that for three years. You changed. Then you went to this job and you were doing really, really well. And uh, you want to change again? It doesn't make sense to other people. And so God's plans for you might not make sense to other people, but it wasn't meant to make sense for other people. It's meant to make sense for God. And for you, not even meant to, it's not even meant to really make sense for you. Because if you follow God's voice and God's direction, oftentimes it won't make sense. Oftentimes it will feel a little shaky, a little, a little scary. You really have to dig in and say, God is, 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 are are you going to really pull through with this thing? Like he really challenges your trust. And so I was experiencing this over and over, this, this burnout, this, this, boredom and then I got into corporate into another job and I I did that I did staffing for three years and again I got I got bored I reached the top of the company I was a director you know I didn't really see I I saw the next position was to be a, a you know a VP or something but I didn't really see that for myself I knew that there was something else God was calling me to and so I I pivoted again and Again, it doesn't make sense to some people because they thought, well, goodness, you have everything you want. You have this career. You're, you're making good money. It's, it's this like idea of worldly success. But I always felt like something was missing. Then I became a mom and I got into the network marketing space. Guess what? I worked with my very first network marketing company over three years, built that to a seven-figure business, or I'm sorry, a six-figure business, that one, and got bored. I got bored. I loved I loved what I did, but I got bored. It was like I wasn't challenged anymore. And so again, I thought, here we go again, three years. And I recognized this and I, I carried that as shame until God showed me that the three-year boredom or the three-year burnout was actually a three-year buildup. 
So maybe yours isn't three years. Maybe yours is four years. Maybe yours is 10 years. I don't know. But perhaps it's not necessarily, we're labeling it as burnout or boredom. But perhaps God is labeling, labeling it as buildup because he's positioning you to be able to pivot into the new field and the new thing he wants you to do. And lo and behold, I got into another network marketing business. And about a year and a half into this company, I was literally at the top. I was ranked number two in the company. I was, you know, obviously top 1%, was traveling, speaking on stages, all the things. And I was not happy. I was not satisfied. I was not joyful. In fact, I was very unhealthy. I had had an autoimmune disease from stress. My body was responding to stress. I didn't like what I did. I, lo- I loved the pe- a lot of the people, but I didn't love what I did. And I knew something was off and, and it was consuming my life in a way. And I was, I was literally burnt out from that. So I didn't actually didn't last three years there total. But that burnout was actually build up for the new thing God was calling me to and so perhaps you're carrying some shame around that because in fact the second business that uh, that I built to eight figures in the network marketing space when I decided that I was finally going to to change you know I had been praying about it for about a year before I even made a move and made a decision to change I was praying, God, how would I ever give this up? How would I ever stop building this when you've blessed me so much here? And the cool thing about that is God showed me his will and God showed me his way, how he was going to pivot me out of that. But can I just tell you one, one, one place I really messed up? I didn't listen to God's time. So write that down. (laughs) When you are listening for God to and you want to hear his voice and you want to know what he wants you to do pray about this pray that you hear God's you you figure out you you discover God's will you don't have to figure it out God has it figured out for you but discover God's will his way and his time God's will God's way and God's time those three things together are the recipe for favor God's will his blueprints, his design, his way, and his time. Time is so important, y'all. I literally, I'm, I knew his will and I knew his way and I knew, I knew how he was going to give me more of this harmony that I wanted because I wanted to be able to have a network marketing business, but I didn't want it to be my everything. And in this, in this company specifically, it was literally consuming my everything. And I wanted to be able to focus on my coaching business and my boutique because I had a faith-based apparel business and a boutique combined together. And I wanted to be able to do all those things because, you know, I'm multi-passionate and all the things, right? So, but I was off by my timing a little bit. And that's a whole other story for another podcast episode. But God still continues to show me that he was positioning me to pivot. And while I made a change from one network marketing company to the next and then to the third one. We all know, if, if you know numbers, again, I talked about this in episode number five, the number three, right? That that's a, has such a significant number um, in, in the Bible, but third time's a charm. Anyways, I went to do that. And actually the CEO of the former company actually shamed me publicly and uh, shamed a couple other people who also decided that that company was not for them. And 
and and literally said you know that's what we call a jumper and so i the enemy used that that ceo who who did that and used that to shame me for changing and as i healed through that season and god taught me a lot he showed me he confirmed some things that I had seen and heard and all of that, but he also showed me some things that I did wrong and that I I could have done differently. So I, I took I had to take ownership for my part in, in that crazy mess. Um, but God showed me that he was position. He created me that way to be able to position me to pivot into new fields. And God showed me the book of Ruth during that time when I was trying to discern through God's, you know, God's will for my life, because how on earth, who would ever give up a eight figure business that was making a lot of money that was, you know, providing all the things, right? Who would ever do that in their right mind? Now I had zero plans to give it up, but I had plans to let it die out the way, like just naturally die out and, and move on and, and do what I had always done, which, um, you know, I never talked about the names of my company. I never, I, 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 and even in my courses, I teach not to, to say the name of your company, like just the idea. And so I knew that transitioning to a new company would be super simple because I would still say the same things. I would still share the same tips and all the, you know, positive encouragement, all the things about business and God's size dreams and all those things. But I was going to build another business slowly on the side. That's not how, that's not how the cookie crumbled. But anyways, for another episode, I will not get off on that tangent here. But either way, as I carried shame around that, because the enemy was planted a seed in me that says, yeah, you can't stay consistent anywhere. God showed me the book of Ruth where Boaz tells Ruth to stay in the field with the women until the work is done. And I remember reading that verse and it was almost as if that scripture was literally almost glowing off of the page. It was late at night. One night I was reading it. It was like, it was, God was highlighting it so much to me. And I was like, okay, well, what, what does this mean? Stay in the field with these women until the work is done. God, does that mean I have to stay in this company? God, does that mean I have to stay in this industry? Because at the time I did not want to stay with the company. And I was questioning, even if I wanted to stay in the industry, because I really wanted to, again, I wanted to focus on my coaching business and my boutique. And so as I was discerning through this verse and asking God, okay, God, what, it, what, do, you, what do you mean by that? Like, what does this verse mean to me in this season of my life? And God continues to speak to me through that scripture. If you haven't read the book of Ruth, I highly encourage you to go read it. What I love about Ruth is the the field that she worked in, she actually ended up owning because she married Boaz and she inherited that as his wife along with with him. But that 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 book is such a good book and it's so rich in a lot of lessons that we can learn through Ruth and Boaz and and Naomi. But God spoke to me over this last year that thing that I was carrying as shame because I can't quote unquote not that I couldn't keep a job, but, or keep a, keep something. It's just, I just literally get bored and I get burnt out and I need a new challenge. God showed me that that's actually a gift. It's a way that he has wired me in order to be able to position me for the pivot. And so I really feel that there is someone listening to this who wants and desires a change, but you're afraid of what other people are going to think of you and what people are going to say about you. And whether that's your family or your spouse or friends or your coworkers, here's the deal. 
everyone will always have an opinion, you know, right? Everyone has opinions are like belly buttons. Everyone has one. People are going to have opinions. And you know what? You might even get someone who shames you for it and, and, and makes you feel like there's something wrong with you. But I believe that God wants to show you that he's actually, some people he will call to be in the same industry or the same profession or the same company forever. If that's the field he's called you to, and just like Boaz told Ruth, stay in this field until the work is done. Key phrase, until your work is done here with these women. So is God calling you to a new field? If he is, he's going to bless you in the new field and he's going to plant new things in this new field. And so sometimes you question, God, is this you? Is this me? How could I change? Well, instead of thinking you've wasted your career or you've wasted this time here or I would encourage you to go back, write down every single job you have ever had and write down the things, some some key things that you learned in that role, in that position, in that job, whether it was from your manager or a coworker, anything significant you could think of that happened during that time. Listen, my, my first job was an ice cream scooper for the homemade ice cream, Brewster's ice cream. Um, I That was my first job job that I got paid for but I learned so much stuff in that job and then I worked in retail and then I worked at a restaurant for four years and then teaching you know and on and on and on and on but God shows me over and over that that everything that I've ever done he there are remnants from it there are remnants from things that he teaches us And I believe for you too that there are seeds, there are remnants, there are leftovers, there are things that God's like, hey, that thing that you did, I had you there for a reason and for a season. Because we know in Ecclesiastes 3 tells us that there's a season for everything. I'm going to read that to you because I think some of you need to hear this, that there is a season for everything. Uh, And God will not waste anything that you've ever done. And that if he's calling you to pivot, he is positioning you for that so that you can pivot and you can thrive in that new thing. And so you're questioning perhaps, does this doesn't make sense or this, I don't know, or what are they going to think? What are they going to say? I want to encourage you to drown out the noise of what they think, what they say, and and really get into the secret place and spend some time with the Lord and ask him, God, what is it? Is this you? Is this what you want me to do? Are you positioning me so that I can pivot? And then when you feel that way, before, you know, as you're making that pivot or when you're before you actually make it, ask the Lord of those things that he's taught you in, in your previous career What does he want you to take with you into this new season? What are the remnants that are left over? What are the seeds that he wants you to pick up from that season and carry it into your new field that he wants you to occupy? This whole idea of gardens. It is seriously mind-blowing to me how God continues to use this analogy of these gardens and he wants you to plant something new in this garden. Who is to say you have to have the same crop for the rest of your life that's not necessarily what God said even in my just in my own career I, I see 
and I have a, a workshop to walk y'all through. I, I don't know. I probably will end up doing a series of, of episodes on it. Um, but about this garden and what he wants your how he wants you to cultivate this thing but part of that is seeds and knowing what he wants you to pick up from your previous seasons and plant into this new season because he's he's not you're not there's something wrong with you for wanting to change or to feel like you're you're ready for something new or that you either whether it comes through burnout or boredom that perhaps your burnout or your boredom, again, it's not its not those things. It's actually a buildup. It's a buildup that God is laying a solid foundation for you to stand on so that you can be positioned for the pivot and standing on a strong, solid foundation so that when you do pivot, you don't fall over. So I'm going to read to you Ecclesiastes 3. It's a time for everything. There is a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens. A time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to uproot. Hello. Hello, Garden of Favor. Uh, A time to kill and a time to heal, a time to tear down and a time to build, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to scatter stones and a time to gather them, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to search and a time to give up, a time to keep and a time to throw away. A time to tear and a time to mend. A time to be silent and a time to speak. A time to love and a time to hate. A time for war and a time for peace. What do workers gain from their toil? I have seen the burden God has laid on the human race. He has made everything beautiful in its time. He has also set eternity in the human heart. Yet no one can fathom what God has done from the beginning to the end. I know that there is nothing better for people than to be happy and to do good while they live, that each of them may eat and drink and find satisfaction in all of their toil. This is the gift of God. I know that everything God does will endure forever. Forever, Nothing can be added to and nothing taken from it. God does it so that people will fear him. I want to encourage you today to focus on God's voice so that you can hear God's will for your life and then beyond the God's will to be able to 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 determine and and really have that discernment for his way this is the kingdom blueprints because again it's probably going to look different than hers or hers or hers or his because God's blueprints for you because you are his masterpiece or one of a kind one of a kind but then also God's time. So God's will, God's way, and God's time. And that is what I want to pray over you. That if you are feeling burnt out or bored or are ready for a new challenge, that there's nothing wrong with you. Perhaps it's really the way God wired you because he has equipped some of us to be able to pivot and some of us more than others because he wants us to do work in each field with each person he's called us to do until the work is done. And in every field that you've ever been in, God's planted things. And some things maybe you've even planted or the enemy has planted. You don't want to pick up everything. But in every field, there will be remnants. There will be seeds that are left over that God is saying, hey, I want you to take that because that's a good seed. I want you to take that and I want you to plant that in this new field, in this new garden so that you already have the tools because I already taught you that 
in this in this place, I'm going to use those same gifts and, and tools and things that I've taught you there to take it into this new season and this new thing that I'm calling you to do. It's like a fast track to success in this new season because you nothing will be wasted, right? So I'm going to pray because I, I feel very strongly that there are some people who are questioning whether them making a change is of God or it, or it's too scary or whatever. And so I want to pray over you guys that you are able to to hear God's voice and then and then follow through. So Father God, I thank you so much for every ear that is listening to this podcast. I thank you for their hearts. I thank you for their willingness to want to be obedient to you even when it's scary. Father, I pray that every ear listening to this episode who they're getting holy spirit nudges that they have eyes to see that they have ears to hear and that they have hearts to obey even when it's uncomfortable, even when it doesn't make sense, even when they might be judged by other people. But if they know that this is what you are asking them to do, that they are going to follow your will, they are going to follow your way, and Lord, they are also going to follow your time because that is the perfect recipe for heavenly kingdom divine success and favor god we are asking for your direction we are asking for your blueprint specifically for everyone uh, the heart that is that is asking you what is the next step god show her the next step perhaps she doesn't need the whole thing because you know if you give her the whole picture she's going to be a little bit overwhelmed but god that you give her and reveal to her the next step in this beautiful design this beautiful thing that you have for her god that you show her that everything she's done in the past that you're returning all things to good and nothing will be wasted because you will take whatever is left over in this season the remnants that are left over the seeds that you want her to pick up god show her what those seeds are that so as she gets ready to pivot and transition into this new field that she takes the seeds that you've already given her and she plants them in this new field so that she reaps the harvest uh, in this new place as well as as whatever it is you have for her and that other people can reap the harvest that you have given to her the gifts you've given her god we thank you we thank you for the callings that you have on our lives we thank you for the opportunity to 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 be on this journey with you and that we have access to you every single day every single minute every single second through the holy spirit god we ask all of this in your precious name we love you we thank you and we praise you for allowing us to be your disciples and allowing us to fulfill our purpose through the calling that you've given to us god we love you we thank you in jesus name amen all right before i go i want to leave you with this if you if if this resonated with you and you need someone to talk through this stuff that maybe your spouse, you know, I, I love my hubby, but he doesn't always quite get it. He listens and he supports me, but I think, you know, we need to be able to discern the voice of God with trusted people. Not that your husband's not trusted. That's not what I meant. Um, but that really to, to, to be able to talk with somebody through this. And that's part of what I do as a coach. Uh, so much of, you know, here's the deal. God wants to do a work in you before he can do a work through you. And there's a reason Jesus sent the disciples in too. You were never meant to do this alone. And although we feel sometimes as women we're meant to do everything alone, which is going to be podcast number seven, (laughs) uh, that 
we're never meant to do it alone. And so that's really what one-on-one coaching is. I offer coaching in a variety of ways, whether you want to you know, do a, do a, a full three-month coaching or you need a 30-minute bloom strategy breakthrough session. That I open five of those every month for the Bloom Room Strategy Breakthrough Sessions. And if you would like more information on that, send me an email. I will leave it in the show notes below. I can send you over my current coaching menu so you can take a peek at what I have to offer. But if you need help discerning the voice of God and knowing the blueprints that he has for you and really identifying perhaps the weeds in your garden that are taking over the space that God wants you to occupy with kingdom seeds, kingdom kingdom flowers and whatever it is that he wants you to to plant in this garden of yours, I would absolutely love to hold a safe place and a safe space for you to be able to talk with God and 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 welcome the Holy Spirit to to give you the blueprints that he has for you specifically and and what you need to do to determine the next step. So email me if that's of interest to you and also get into our Facebook community, Garden of Favor, thousands of women who love Jesus and love business and who would love to continue to support you on this journey. I love you. I will see you for episode seven where we are going to talk about the fact that uh, one of the biggest lies that the world tells you about being being a woman and doing it all and being super independent. All right, I will see you later.